Fort Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Herb White. I am editor-in-chief at the Charlotte Post. And it's a new year, but COVID is still with us. And it has done a number on all kinds of sporting activities. And nowhere has it done more damage than to college sports and specifically around here, the CIAA, which is based in Charlotte. I had a chance to interview CIAA Commissioner Jackie McWilliams recently about the cancellation of this year's basketball tournament, which moves from Charlotte to Baltimore. It was supposed to be year one in Baltimore in 2021, but that isn't going to happen. And we had a conversation about that, and here's what we talked about. I'll just jump right on in here. As far as the announcement, uh, I know you consulted with people over this, but what was the point that said, you know, we just can't pull this off? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm I, not stumbling. I think this, is, this has been a very tough decision for our board. I think our board, you know, have, and my staff have been tracking on data, what's been going on. I mean, we have 13 schools, one associate member um, in a, in a communities that are being impacted highly. And as they continue to talk through, can we play? Will we be able to get through a season? I think it's clear that a clear path to get through a season would be very difficult and the capacity to manage it would even more even be more difficult to manage her. And understanding that I guess it was a week or so ago, uh, Virginia State made the decision to pull the plug on on its basketball campaign and everything else, I guess, uh, that the uh, school uh, sponsors. Uh, was that kind of like the, the first sign that as a league, it may be time to just go ahead and, and follow that path? No, I don't I don't think their decision um was the I guess the defining moment that we should do anything. I think every institution, even in the start of of you know, agreeing that we would try to have a basketball season, we knew at some point that some schools may try to opt in or stay in. Um but the hope would be that if if there was a decision to opt out, you know, we were always going to come back together during the board meeting, which happened last week, to determine whether we would be able to move forward. I think given where all of our institutions, Virginia, I believe, is in a standstill right now with state regulations, Maryland, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, I think the realities, you know, are real. And we were going to have this discussion anyways. I think Virginia State opting out early was a choice. Um, that they decided to make at that point. And the rest of the institutions had already been evaluating. But I think to stay unified as a conference, they believed it was in the best interest uh, to not move forward with a basketball season for the health and safety of our student-athletes and the communities that we serve. How strange is it, and I don't know exactly about the historic ramifications, but there's no such thing as CIAA basketball this year. Her, 
Let me tell you, I've just said this to my team. I've, I've been playing, I've been in this conference since I was 18 years old. And I've played basketball and I've returned to see championships. And out of 75 years, this is the first tournament in 75 years that will not happen. Um, and even with football, not having canceling football a few years ago, that was only the second, maybe the third time because of World War II. And um, we are having to cancel a tournament because of something we don't have control of. And it's hard. I think our board and our membership, our coaches, we all feel it because CIAA basketball is who we are as a conference. It's a community that we're able to make valued impact um, and bring our, our fans and alumni and sponsors together. So we'll just be creative. We've been creative thinking about new ways to do that through our virtual space. Um, and I believe that will be just as fun, but it won't be the same. Now you have obviously uh, a, a new partnership with the city of Baltimore. Uh, this is obviously a very inopportune time for a pandemic to break out. Not that there's ever a good one, but uh, talk to us a little bit about what the impact is on the bottom line, considering that the tournament is the number one generator of revenue for the league. I mean, does this yeah. put you in a, uh, how difficult, how, how tight is the squeeze going to be? Yeah, well, it will be tight, I think. Um, but the great thing is, you know, we've been prepared for this moment since last May when COVID hit. I mean, I think we have been strategic about putting budgets together for the worst, worst scenario, the best case scenario, and in the middle of the road. Um, my partnership, not my partnership, but our partnership with the conference and my relationship with Al, um, we speak weekly about what's going on how Baltimore still will engage and, and what we will have to do differently. I think we're all having to modify, but at the end of the day, we have created budgets for the CIAA with the support of our board and approvals of their um, still paying into membership dues and their, their assessment that they pay for the tournament to help offset our costs for our virtual, but also the operations of the conference office. We still have national partners and uh, local and regional partners that are still involved. We'll look at moving their assets um, in our virtual space or moving them at, at a different time. But the, the great thing is that this is a family and everybody's committed to help us be successful. Um, so the CIAA is going to be fine. Will it be a little tough like every other organization? Absolutely. But I do feel like the challenges that we're facing, even on the financial side, will bring greater opportunities for us to think out of the box. Um, even in our fundraising efforts on how can we help make sure that the conference is viable and still support our member institutions who are part of this part of this legacy. Uh, does does that impact in any way the contract with the folks in Baltimore? For instance, will you have to uh, push back that three year run uh, for the tournament, or is it still on a three year track as originally constructed? Yeah, currently we're still on the three-year track. We are in conversations of what it could look like um, if it extends beyond. That would have to be a board approval. Those discussions have been happening. Hopefully we'll know more in the coming weeks on what we're going to do or decide to do as a conference. Um, I will tell you that in the interim, you know, the commitment that we have with Baltimore, we've made some adjustments, which is fine um, because we won't have a tournament. But what those adjustments look like moving forward, because they do want to be a part 
part of the CIAA experience and also host us. And so we're working on those now, Herb. Do you have uh, an idea or maybe an assessment in terms of what a virtual CIAA experience looks like? Or is that something that is still in the works and you're looking for input from the larger CIAA community or new partners or whatever? Yeah, well, I'm smiling because we've been working on this since probably this summer. So I told my team, just let's just move like this is going to happen and let's work on it. And so the energy regarding our ancillary and fan experience, um, I think is going to be incredible. We have a great platform that we've vetted out um, that is going to be extremely, extremely interactive. Um, that will allow all of our member institutions and alumni to gauge. Again, it's not I did this virtual thing. Sometimes at some point people are just wore out from it. But I think in a time where we still need to be connected as a community, I think our fans, alumni and sponsors will be pleased. And we're working with our partners as well to be able to activate and also Baltimore. So we see us having the Fan Fest, our Hall of Fame, Education Day and Career Expo. It will just be a different format, but what we're excited about, it will be a greater reach. So CIAA will not just be in Baltimore virtually, but we'll be able to reach many more people across the world to be a part of the experience. Well, part of that uh, include uh, fundraising activity. I know, you know Everybody is trying to figure out how to monetize things these days, but can you monetize a virtual tournament? Uh, yes, we can. <laughs> I don't know if you need more, but we're good at monetizing a whole bunch of things. So I think um, as we look at our virtual space and what we're able to offer to partners, I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunities to monetize. And will it be enough to cover our losses? Maybe not. But I think the opportunity to get the exposure that some of our sponsors would like to see, I think we can make that happen. And so we're excited about what we uh, will be able to pull off. Um, and again, it's virtual, so we can only control so much of what virtual experiences look like. But I know my team is, is ready to make this thing an experience that's not like any other. And in terms of your, your coaches and uh, administrators and students themselves have you gotten much feedback from them in terms of the cancellation announcement you know we we have been in communication with our student athlete our SAC committee our coaches our athletic directors over the course of all of this whether it's weekly bi-weekly uh, we have not left them out of the fold in the decision-making process. I can tell you over the last couple of weeks since our board meeting, our board members have been in communication with their ADs to have the conversation to see where they are to really help them formulate the best decision to move forward with the conference. And so definitely I think our institutions have had a bigger responsibility in communicating amongst their membership. The conference definitely gives them the information that they need to prepare for those conversations on how we can move forward. From all indications, you've been keeping stride in terms of real time and making sure that everybody understands exactly where the league is. Uh, considering that today in Charlotte, uh, deliveries of COVID-19 vaccine have arrived and understanding that maybe by the second quarter of next year, most if not all Americans will have access to it. Are you, as a league, thinking about 
where things will be by the time June rolls around next year and whether you can get back to some semblance of normal for the 2021-22 academic year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're excited about, you know, one, the vaccine and hopefully access. I, I know we've been talking about with our partner, just even education on that in our black, in the black community to make sure that any, you know, anything that gives us fears about wanting to take the uh, vaccine, that we talk about that head on um, and to encourage us to be a part of that so that we can get back to whatever that normalcy looks like. I do believe as the leader of this conference and conversations with my team, I'm excited about what the future for CIAA looks like beyond 21. You know, we'll start focusing on 22 and beyond um, once we know how we're going to move with Baltimore or if we have to go out to bed again. But at the end of the day, I feel like our community of CIAA will be thrilled to get back together and bust out the seams no matter where we are, starting with fall football and homecoming season. Do you think that that might be? I'm sorry. Uh, Time for one more question. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Do you maybe anticipate that there will be some pent up uh, spending habits uh, because people are COVID, you know, they're pretty much tired of it and they haven't been able to go to the tournament. They haven't been able to go to football games. Do you see this as a league, as maybe an opportunity to tap into that pent up consumerism for next year? I mean, I think we should be extremely creative um, on how we bring our fans and our alumni back to be a part of the experience. I think, you know, even as an alumnus of HBCU, I'm excited about what I can give back as an alumni to make sure that my institution and even this conference is successful getting through COVID. And I think that we all have the opportunity on whatever that looks like to be a part of that experience. And so I do believe that we will appreciate and value so much more about our institutions in this conference coming out of COVID because we miss it. Right. And sometimes things have to go away for you to really realize how much you miss it. And when it comes back, I think we'll be better caretakers of the resources that we have to support historically black colleges and universities and the platforms that we have for you to be a part of that experience. Yeah. So then are you have you as a league or with the membership, have they had uh, issues with uh, with having to furlough folks because of COVID and the, and the economic squeeze that it's caused? I'm not sure with all of our, I know our conference, um, we have not furloughed anybody at this point. Um, like I said, I think we have prepared as much as we can and made the necessary cuts where we need to in order to stabilize our conference. I believe our member institutions have not as well. Um, but everyone, I think, at this point moving forward, will all have to make some decisions. And what those decisions are at individual institutions, I don't know, across their campus, not just athletics. Okay. All right. I, I think that was it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome, Herb. Happy holidays to you and Ashley. God bless you. Thank Same you. Same to you. Be safe. Thank you. You too. And there you have it, everybody with CIAA Commissioner Jackie McWilliams. Be sure to join us all the time on Queen City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to download it and become a subscriber to the Charlotte Post. Journalism is free to read, but it isn't free to produce. 
and we need your help to keep us afloat and reporting on things that matter to you. So go to our website, thecharlottepost.com, pull down the circulation tab, and subscribe. Thank you so much for giving it your consideration. Thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Herb White. Have a safe and enjoyable and prosperous 2021. Thanks for listening. Sports Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.